is Phil DeBello and you're listening to Flashcast by PDB. Today we flip the charts. I bring in a special guest, uh, Jodie Hebrard, to interview me, a wonderful lady who's doing great things in all three areas, personal, professional and family. She's lived a, a long life and full life, even though she's young. So we're going to flip the charts and get Jodie to interview myself from um, her perspective. Before we do that, and I'll hand over to Jodie. Jodie, give us a snapshot of yourself in 30 seconds. Sure, Phil. I am 43 years young. I'm a mother of three. I work for myself. I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, healthy, fit and strong is important to me. So I like to, my, like to make myself harder to kill. Great stuff. All right, let's. Floor's yours for the next ten minutes. Ask away. Um, Phil, how many push-ups can you do in sixty seconds, buddy? Oh shit! And last time I tried that, uh, I think I can do at least twenty. At there least we go. 20. It's safe yeah. to be twenty. About three years ago, I would have luck- lucky to do one an hour. But yeah, I, I think I can do twenty in sixty seconds now. Awesome. What are your ambitions with your health and fitness moving forward? Well, for me, I came off a um, obviously a stint. I used to be very um, fit as a young kid. I was playing tennis with your Pat Rafters and your Scott Drapers and all the the guys. Even though they're older than me, but we're all playing in McDonald's squads around Brisbane together. And then I went through a journey of um, being a little bit of a chubby kid, a solid kid, but very fit. I was then at uni and I was quite fit, but then I um, put it, started to put on a lot of weight and I put it on slowly. But fast forward, before I knew it, I was sitting at 168 kilos and wow. very, very <clears throat> bad form, but I was still very healthy. And that was a downside mm. is that I had a resting heartbeat of 60, I had a boxing match at 168 kilos. Nothing mm. was stopping me. I thought I was bulletproof yep. until my doctor said, you're the fittest fat fuck. I know you better <laughs> lose some weight. And that was a wake up call. So I sold the business got healthy, um, now sitting on 98 kilos, 14% body fat. Uh, and I tell you that resting heartbeat in the fifties and it's a lot easier to box now than what it was yes. with 70 kilos heavier. Same. So it's been a journey for me. It really has, you know, and it's been a different type because I've learned that everyone has their own story around fitness and health. Yeah. Nice one. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. With your children, they copy what we do, not what we say. What do you want to pass on to your children with health and fitness? Yeah, look, I say to my kids, be the best version you can be. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm doing something wrong, then you've got to be better than me. You know, I, and I say, because I always say you learn from failure. You actually learn more from failure than you do positive. So sure. I've actually used my journey and conversation is the best way. So yep. the bottom line is conversation. Yep. You never stop communicating with your kids, just like I don't stop communicating with my team members. So I use communication as the tool with my kids. And I tell my 14-year-old daughter and my 12-year-old boy, you know, you want to eat that, you eat it. You know, what are you going to do to counterbalance that? Everything's yep. about equilibrium. If you going to put sugar in your body, what do you do to burn that sugar? And it's all from personal experience. So mm-hmm. they've seen me at my heaviest. They've seen photos. I talk to them about the journey. I talk to them about the mental side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I use communication as the key. Mm-hmm. And I suppose the upside of the negative side is that I've able to use real life experience rather than mm. theology, rather than sitting sure. there and saying, if you eat that, you're going to get fat. <laughs> yes. um, I can sit there and go, I ate that and didn't burn it. And yeah. this is what happened to me. It's important for me, the kids to be the best that they can be. And that to me is not about how they look. It's yep. about how they feel. Because uh, yep. I know plenty of skinny people that are just really unhealthy. So that, I think that's a really key takeaway is for people to understand it. It's how you feel, not how you look. Uh, yep. Because you might look a little bit chubby. I've seen plenty of people that look, you know, females that are size 12 or size 14, but mm. are very, very healthy, you know, and that might be because of body shape or the sport that they play and all the rest of it. But yeah, it's about how you feel, not how you look. Yeah, I totally agree. With, with food, I'm a carnivore. Are mm. you a carnivore too? Yeah, I eat more now than I did before. And people go, how's that possible? And I said, <laughs> well, because again, everybody's health journey is different. Mm-hmm. I used to eat um, no breakfast, no lunch, and then I'd, I'd dump at dinner and I was traveling a lot. So I'd yep. be eating dinners at nine, 10 o'clock at nine, and then you're off to bed. And so well, that's why I was putting on like, call it a hundred grams a week mm. over 10 years. Y- you know, Adds there's up. 70 kilos. I eat more now. So if I keep a food diary, like this morning, I had two eggs with one piece of toast. For lunch, I'll have something else. At dinner, I'll have something else. Yep. But the difference is, 
I don't eat a whole pizza. I eat two slices. Yes. Um, I don't eat a big plate of pasta. I eat half yeah. a plate of pasta. I don't have a 400-gram steak. It's a 180-gram steak. Yeah. So it's it's smaller more often, but that works for me. Yeah. And I, unfortunately, I, I'm being Italian, I love carbs, yep. but they don't <laughs> love me. So <laughs> I do, I am better if I'm sticking to the proteins. I do sure. feel, um, and I suffer thalassemia too, which is quite yeah. common with Italians and Europeans, yeah, right. which is um, low iron. So uh, if I'm okay. having too much carbohydrates, yes. I get really tired in the afternoon. Yeah, for sure. With um with your journey, did you use a coach to help you? I, think I had several coaches. I did yeah. look. I I'm not a coach as such. I but I did have several trainers because mm. uh, I and I learned something from all of them. You know, mm. it, it, you know, I had several coaches over the years as in trainers, and mm-hmm. and I always pick up some. I love learning, and I'm a yep. visual learner, yep. so I learn something from each person. And yep. so I haven't had just one standout. I've had many over the years that I've and whether they've owned a gym or worked in a gym. You know, to mas- to masseuses. To I love Dr. Joe Dispenza's work around the mind yeah, and sure. quantum physics meditation. So I, I've, I've taken a, a plethora of learning across different yep. bits and I've used what works for me and how my body responds to it. Yeah, smart man. And any great physical challenge moving forward? You jumped into the boxing ring not that long ago yep. with Mr. Jacobs, I believe. I did. I took on Ian Jacobs again for the second time, which was great. And always a challenge, obviously. I, you know, Ian goes at about 80, 85%. I get to go at 100%. Because if he went at 100%, <laughs> yes. he'd, he'd beat the shit out of me. But again, it was, uh, it, it, we, you know, we go hard. He yeah. nearly broke my face and I nearly broke a rib of his. So like the word it, nearly it was, there. That's it important. Was, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was good. It was tough. It looked good. It, it, people loved it. Now, um, the challenge at the moment, I would have just completed my dancing with CEO with my daughter yep. by the time people listen to this and that's another challenge I've got a newfound respect for dancers you know <laughs> over 100 hours of practice for two and a half minute performance uh, that's pretty full, full on. on yeah that yeah. is full on so um, a newfound respect for dancers yep. uh, for sure and I'm, I'm tossing up later this year if we do a walk like an Aussie 10 or do awesome. a trek or do the overland track or something like that I, with know, the family yeah with the family that is something now that I really you know and Spices have got a good one a four day trek apparently so that you know to me is 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 about it's not about the actual walk and no. not about the destination. It's about the journey. Yes, it's not like about the dance with my daughter. It's the journey the of journey bonding of with it. my daughter to do it, yeah. teaching her about domestic violence and why we're raising money and and yeah. and again and just really understanding the journey of why we do things yeah. and not rushing to get to the end of it. Yeah, beautiful. With that steak, let's talk steak again. Yep. Medium rare, rare, well Medium. done. Medium. Medium. Butter, lemon on the side, yes or no? No, no. What? Plain as. Plain as, what? maybe a little bit of mustard. That's yeah, you got to put salt. Okay. Come on, Wong's put on salt that. on everything. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and you got to put the salt on before. And I'll give, some, yeah. I'll give you listeners a tip, white pepper. So if you put um, if you put salt and white pepper before you actually cook the steak, yep. let it come down to room temperature, yep. then cook it. Yep. You won't taste the pepper, but the white pepper tenderizes the meat. Thank you for that tip. No I will be implementing that. Good stuff. Do you have a herb garden? Uh, no, no garden. I'm not very good with gardens, so we pay gardener to come and look after ours, but <laughs> there's no herbs it. in there. <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter, I've got a, yeah. I've got an 11 year old, and I'm really conscious of the role model I'm setting for her, and the role model being healthy, fit, and strong. We don't mm. have a set of scales in the house or anything like that. She sees me train and move and exercise. I'm a little bit nervous about that because I've never done motherhood before, right? And you've, you know, on your your fatherhood journey, are you worried about your daughter in terms of weight and body image and everything? And yeah, are you sure. you and your wife talking about that? All now? the time, all the time, because you know we do a lot of research around it. And the yeah. tip I have there is research, because again, yeah. every child has a different personality. Every child comes with its own complexities. Some will breeze yeah. through it, most won't. Everyone, and when you start doing the research around the world, you'll find everyone. They call it tweens, which yes. I never understood. Tweens are between the age of say nine and ten and you know, 16 and those critical years are 12, 13, 14 mm. where they're shaping their identity mm. and some of the stuff 
that we learned that I'd love to share. Females are longing for love. Mm. So female tweens want to be loved yeah. um, and male tweens are, am I enough? And so that's some of the, t- you know, it's a good tip I'll share with listeners because we learned that through the actual research is that girls are always saying, am I loved and am I, am I lovable? Am I going to be yeah, loved? Right. And that's where the body image comes in. Yes. They then refer back to the body image to say, well, someone's going to love me more if, if I look I'm, the right mm-hmm. way or if I've got the X color hair or if I've sure. got long hair, short hair, whatever it is. But it always comes back to that same thing where a, a, a girl is always questioning, am I going to be loved? Who's going to love me? Yes. And a boy questions, am I enough? You know, and, and so if you really use those as the fundamentals, mm-hmm. the rest become peripherals and you can deal with them. Because again, everybody does have a different personality, but they will always go through that same fundamental core belief mm. uh, of, of am I enough for a, blo- mm-hmm. for a boy and mm-hmm. am I loved for a girl? Mm, that's beautiful advice. Thank you for that. Mobile phones for tweens. Yeah, look, we um, only gave them mobile phones when they had high school. Yep. So Ali's now grade seven. He's 12 years old. Yep. Got his mobile phone. Why? Because obviously they've got different pickup points for school. They've got different extracurricular activities. They don't use social media. My daughter's 14. The only thing she's allowed is, is Instagram with her closed friends. Yeah, Everything's sure. on phone sharing with the mm, family. Yeah, um, okay. There are no secrets. They know our codes on our phones. We know yeah. their codes. I don't actively go in and check their phones. My wife will check their phones now and then, or my kids will just leave the phone lying around. Yep. So a real open, honest policy. And it's vice versa. Uh, you know, the kids know my phone. So it's lead by example. They, you know, they can see my phone. They've got access to my phone if they need it. Yeah. Uh, so I find that no one's checking on anybody, right? It's just that open and honest and, you know, and we talk to them. Again, conversation and communication. Mm-hmm. you got to constantly communicate. That's a constant. I love talking to older parents that have had, you know, because they've been through it. Yes. Wisdom comes with experience. And so I never give up an opportunity to speak to somebody older that's mm. had kids and gone through different situations and mm-hmm. common denominator always comes back to communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah, cool. You need to communicate. You need to let your kids communicate with you. Yeah. You need to make sure that you're letting them share with you. No matter how boring or disruptive you might think it is at times, you know, or you're not in the mood, you've got to be in the mood yes. because if they do come to you and you shut them down, there's a good chance they won't come back to you. In the future. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. something that we've really learned and is important to share. Awesome. That's good stuff. Awesome. Now, I think we're out of time. So you've done a great job. Ooh, How does that feel? Good. Good stuff. Well, <laughs> right, thank you, Jody. It's some great questions there. And I love the theme, obviously, around parenting and health and fitness, things that are really important to everybody and should be important to everyone. So thanks for being on the show. Pleasure. You've been listening to Phil and Jody, and we solve the problems of the world around motherhood, fatherhood, kids, all things fitness, and as Jody says, being hard to kill, which I really do like that saying. Jody, thanks for being on the show. Pleasure. Till next time. Do your push-ups. Yeah, do more push-ups. Till next time, this is Phil DeBella. You've been listening to Flashcast by PDB. Go be the best you can be. Listener.